or international green uh, party and internet and socialist news channel anyways uh, get to the reading I'm still uh, reading from uh, from uh, Stephanie Kelton's uh, um, The Deficit Myth, and I'm in chapter, I believe, I say seven. But anyways, I'm in uh, a month to a mandatory driverless spending. Today, we rely on monetary policy. The Federal Reserve is actively uh, is actively dial in interest rates up and down in effort to discover the invisible narrow that is supposed to have the economy on an even keel. MMT considers fiscal policy a more potent stabilizer and one that can be used to target even broader measures of well-being. Lerner agreed that fiscal policy would sit in the driver's seat, but he assumed we could just stand over the keys and leave it up to Congress to figure out how to work the economy, uh, the economic, excuse me. Steering wheel. In contrast, MMT wants to make sure that both the car and the driver are well equipped to steer fiscal policy in response in a responsible direction. Congress will always have the power to take dis discretionary action, but in an increasingly polarized political climate, we should make sure to include a hands-free feature as well. That way, fiscal policy will respond to changing economic conditions, even when Congress is unwilling to act. Call it an insurance policy. Having part of the budget response automatically be changing to changing road conditions is critically important. That it's what prevented the Great Recession from developing into a second Great Depression. Yes, there was discretionary legislation. Congress passed the $787 billion American Recovery and Reinvestment Act in February of 2009, but what really saved us were the fiscal adjustments that occurred automatically. Without any need for legislative action, those adjustments happened because of mechanisms known as automatic stabilizers, which are built into the government budget. They work like the shock absorbers in your car. In good driving conditions, you're hardly noticing knows them, but when the road gets bumpy, they make all the difference. When the economy hit its rough patch in 2008, the automatic stabilizers created a in quotes driverless fiscal response uh, response that helped it and helped cushion the blow. Taxes fell off a cliff at cliff as millions of Americans lost their jobs and businesses struggled to stay afloat. At the same time, spending rose sharply because millions of people automatically received support through unemployment insurance, food stamps, Medicaid, and other safety net programs. The result was a sudden spike in the fiscal deficit, one that added more than $1.4 trillion to the non-government bucket in 2009. The red ink that poured from Uncle Sam's bucket turned black as it entered the pocket buckets of millions of struggling families and businesses. Looking back on the dynamic, Paul Krugman wrote, in quotes, that's an interesting way to think about what happened, what has happened, and it also suggests a startling conclusion, namely, government deficits may, uh, mainly the result of automatic stabilizers rather than discretionary policy are the, one, are the only thing that saved us from a second Great Depression. 
Although, they saved us from a darker, darker fate, the automatic stabilizer weren't strong enough to prevent an enormously painful recession. It took seven years to claw back uh, all the jobs that were lost in the aftermath of the Bissell crisis. Millions lost their jobs, some even lost their lives as a direct consequence of long-term unemployment. As a journalist, Jeff Sprouse put it, it quotes, the damage done by long-term joblessness to mental and physical health is uh, rivaled only by the death of a spouse. To better protect our economy, and more importantly, the people, family, and communities in it, MMT recommends the additional uh, addition, excuse me, of a powerful new automatic stabilizer known as Federal Jobs Guarantee, or Job Guarantee, I mean. We first encountered the idea in Chapter 2, where it was shown that we could achieve a genuine full employment, a job for every person who wants one. Today, the Federal Reserve defines full employment as a level of unemployment that leaves millions locked in a game of musical chairs, searching for jobs that don't exist. MMT resolves the problem by directly funding employment for those without work because its uh, driverless stabilizer, the steering wheel, will always turn in the right direction at the right moment in time. I have a I have a comment about that after this. Hopefully, there's no time for it. To understand the economic logic behind the job guarantee, think back to Chapter 1 and the story of Warren Moser's business cards. Remember that Moser wanted a tidy house, clean cars, and nicely manicured yard. To get these things, he subjected his kids to a tax, payable only in his own business card. The purpose of the tax was to motivate the kids to perform the work that was required to earn the cards. Similarly, when a government demands that taxes and other obligations be paid in its own unique currency, uh, e.g. the U.S. dollar, it is so to motivate people to spend some of their time working to get the currency. It might want a, it might want a standing, standing army, a court system, public parks, hospitals, bridges, and so on. Unemployment is defined as people seeking paid work in the government's unit of account. The U.S. dollar is basically a tax credit. MMT is the only macroeconomic approach that understands this, and the job guarantee follows directly from this understanding. Once you realize this, because clear, it, because it clear becomes clear that any currency issuing government has the power to eliminate domestic unemployment simply by offering to hire the un unemployed. If it, if it decides not to exercise its power, then it's choosing to unemployment and choosing the unemployment rate. As of this writing, the, artif the artificial unemployment rate, 3.5% is low by history standards, historical standards. A broader measure of unemployment, one that comes closer to capturing the true extent of the problem is nearly twice as high as 6.5%. This measure known as U6 by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, tells us that there are nearly 12 million Americans who are looking for a way to earn more currency, but the jobs just aren't there. The government could hire them all. Currently, the federal government chooses, government chooses not to do that. Instead, it provides unemployment insurance as a way to cushion incomes 
when people lose jobs, assuming workers qualified to, uh, to receive benefits, uh, unemployment insurance replaces a portion of the wages that are lost when someone becomes unemployed. The average payout is $347 per week. This helps to cushion the economic the economy when aggregate demands uh, begin begins to fall off, but it doesn't protect the worker from a bout of joblessness. Some workers will find new jobs relatively quickly, while others will languish among the ranks of the unemployed for months or even years. In a recent uh, the deep recession, many all many will experience long-term unemployment, eventually seeing their benefits run out and their skills atrophy. While unemployment insurance is considered the most important automatic stabilizer we have today, it is not the most powerful stabilizer we can design. Part of the problem is that not everyone who is unemployed is eligible to receive benefits. That's because not all work is covered by unemployment insurance. Some people are ineligible because they quit their jobs or other or are terminated for mis misconduct. Others aren't employed long enough to qualify or have previously exhausted their benefits. Even many eligible workers don't receive benefits. According to the uh, government's Bureau of, Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2018, 77% of the unemployed people who had worked in the previous 12 months and had not applied for unemployment insurance benefits since their last job. Of course, the unemployed who had not applied, three out of five did not apply because they did not believe they were eligible to receive the benefits. The, job, the federal job guarantee would eliminate the uncertainty by establishing, by establishing a universal right of employment to all. Here's how it would work. Instead of leaving millions jobless, the government would establish an open-ended uh, open commitment to provide job seekers with access to the currency in exchange of performing public service works. Participating Participation would be purely voluntary. No one is required to work in the program to ensure that they're not just creating more work, more, no, creating make work jobs, but good jobs. MMT economists have recommended that these jobs pay a living wage and that the work itself should serve as a useful public purpose. Since the job guarantee would establish a permanent commitment, it, it would become mandatory um, as opposed to a discretionary federal spending program. As with other mandatory programs, for example, unemployment insurance or food stamps, spending would bounce up and down as people enter and exit the program. If the economy slips into recession, more people would transition into public service employment and the budget would automatically register higher spending to support these jobs. When the economy improves and the private sector is ready to begin hiring again, workers will move out of the program and the budget will automatically shrink. This makes the job guarantee a powerful new automatic stabilizer, one that would fortify the existing driverless mechanisms in the federal budget. From a purely economic standpoint, the major advantage of the job guarantee is its ability to stabilize employment over the business cycle. This doesn't just benefit those who are able to quickly find new jobs, it benefits us all. As of 2020, the U.S., in the midst of the longest expansion that is under uninterrupted job growth, is uh, recorded history, 
but at the same point, the at some point, the expansion will come to an end and the economy will slip into recession. That that's just the nature of capitalism. Businesses hire and invest when they when they're swamped with customers. Eventually, demand will slack off after people, after being often because people decide they they have taken on too much debt, and people will start closing up their wallets as customers begin to disappear. Businesses scale back production and be, begin laying off some of their workers. It will have a job, and if we have a job guarantee. In place today, it could employ many of the 12 million people who are currently without the work they need. It could catch many of the people who would otherwise experience unemployment when the next recession comes. It will uh, weave stronger fibers in the existing social safety net, catching people with new employment opportunity uh, opportunities. The moment they're, they've laid off, they're laid off, whether you own your business or work for someone else, your own economic security is probably closely tied to the income security of others. Relying on unemployment insurance isn't good enough. Not everyone is eligible, and most states only pay benefits for 13 to 26 weeks. When the Great Recession began in December of 2007, there were already 1.3 million people experiencing long-term unemployment, uh, not more than 27 weeks. In August of 2009, after the recession had officially ended, 5 million Americans had been without work for 27 weeks or longer. A year later, and a number, and a, that number had climbed to 6.8 million, even though Congress voted to extend the, the benefit period, those extensions eventually ended, leaving millions without jobs or income. Businesses and communities across, the, across America felt the blow. As the unemployed struggled to pay their mortgages, homes were, were foreclosed on, property values plummeted, revenue from property taxes shriveled up, state and local governments slashed spending on, on everything from education to transportation, classroom size swelled, infrastructure deteriorated, and so on and on and on. A deep and protracted recession hurt us all. Congress could have pulled the discretionary lever again, authorizing a new round of fiscal stimulus to sustain aggregate demand, but it didn't. By that point, lawmakers were more focused on fighting against the budget deficit than allowing bigger deficits to help to help deal help heal excuse me, the ailing economy. So Congress left it up to the Federal Reserve to do what it could. They failed to act as it cost us. Things would have been very different with a federal jobs guarantee in place. The economic steering wheel could would have automatically turned in the direction of bigger fiscal deficits, turning the wheel in the direction of even better deficits didn't feel right to Congressman Cleaver and his and colleagues, but it was exactly what was needed in that moment. Think of it this way. Suppose you're driving through a winter storm and you hit an icy patch. That sends your car skidding out of control. What would you do? Extinctly, most of us would probably turn the wheel, to turn the steering wheel in the opposite direction as the car is drifting uh, rightward. Uh, yanking the wheel to the right, it just feels like the right thing to do. It isn't. As they teach us in high school and driver's ed class, 
You need to turn it into the skid to regain control. It feels wrong, but it's the only way to avoid a potential collision. The job guarantee equips the federal budget with an automatic, automated rather, feature and overrides lawmakers' natural impulse to turn against deficits when the, econ the economy is skidding uh, off of course. As the ec economy gets back on track, companies begin hiring workers at the Federal Job Guarantee Program. When this happens, those workers fall off the government budget and the steering wheel automatically adjusted to reduce the size of government, or reduce the size of the deficit, rather. So the Job Guarantee is, powerful economic, is a powerful economic stabilizer by maintaining incomes and keeping people employed throughout the business cycle. Future recessions would be shorter, lasting, and less severe. That's because people can enter the program as soon as the economy begins to soften and exit more quickly as hiring conditions improve. Since businesses are reluctant to hire people who have been unemployed for long periods of time, staying employed and the building new skills while in the program improves the odds of getting recruited out of the program when the economist tie, economic tides begin to turn. What kind of work would these people do, and how can we make sure there are always uh, enough jobs available for everyone who wants to work in the, in the program? How much would workers get paid, and who would administer federal programs of that size, a program of that, this size? Has anything like this been tried before? There is an enormous MMT literature spanning more than three decades that answers this question and many, many more. A complete treatment is beyond the scope of this work, but we can answer the big question and describe the broader contours of the program as laid out in 2018 report co-authored by five MMT economists. What we envision is a highly decentralized public service employment or PSE program that offers paid work and living wage. We commit, uh, we comment, commend. We recommend skipping 15 per hour with a basic package of benefits that include health care and paid leave. Both part-time and full-time work should be offered and work arrangements should be sufficiently flexible to accommodate the needs of caregivers, students, older workers, those with disabilities, and so on. While funding must come from the top federal government, the jobs themselves would largely be designed by the people living in the communities that will benefit from the work that is performed. As we explain in the return uh, report, excuse me, not return, but report, the goal is to create jobs in every community and to create, uh, create projects that are beneficial to every community so it makes sense to involve local communities in the, these projects from the, from the proposal stage through its through to implementation administration and evaluation the program budget could reside within the department of labor and dole would spe specify the general guidelines for the kinds of projects that would qualify for funding the goal is to provide jobs that fulfill unmet community needs as we envision it all of the jobs should be orientated around uh, over uh, overarching Goal: Building a care economy. We are aging. We are an aging society in the midst of a 
climate crisis with more than enough useful work to be done. We can address our good jobs deficit by creating millions of good paying jobs that care for people, community, and our planet. I'm going to leave it right there. That is uh, on page 250, smack dab in the middle. Uh, earlier, I was talking about the beginning portions of the job guarantee, uh, helping uh, the unemployed get employment uh, until the private sector uh, opens up jobs and hopefully opens up the wallets for, for better wages. I have a friend in Seattle that uh, when I talked to her about this, uh, she was, I got the impression that she was, she was more about private companies having job programs. And I tried to tell her, and I think I'm right about this, I haven't looked it up in a while, uh, but I think that when, pri when private corporations have that kind of uh, job programs, they actually get, that's where the, that's one of the, the tax incentives they get through the, the supplemental tax uh, deductions they get on their W-2s or whatever kind of tax they actually do uh, um, file at the end of the year. Um, but if it's federally, uh, if it's involved in the, in the federal side of funding, then that means that not just one kind of ministry would be taught. Several types of ministries, I think, would be taught and they would be earning uh, a starting wage, as, as I just mentioned, 15 is recommended. I actually recommend more like, like 30 because eventually wages are going to have to go up to 30 in order for people to be able to um, either have cost of living go down to a point where you can live off of $15 or if they want to stabilize the economy and have it be like a 20 or 25, that just means that companies, bigger companies, for the moment, we actually have to uh, pay their wage, pay their starting wage at twenty-five to thirty bucks an hour. Anyway, so if people can save and be able to afford to uh, to set aside money for travel or medical, or whatever, depending on the benefits and uh, automatic with the with, with the uh, jobs. Anyway, so she is more on the moderate side of things, more of a corporatist of sorts, uh, whereas I'm at the whole uh, interest rates. Um, stabilize the overall economic prices while I believe the government actually sets the wages at depending on what their subcontractors are supposed to pay the workers. Uh, that kind of goes down in the general economy is, is what I'm, how I'm understanding it and maybe I'm wrong about this but that's what MMT is teaching me thus far and I've only been uh, uh, researching and being obsessed with MMT for the better part of six months it feels like. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to say in regards to that. Um, anyway, let's see. I'd like to thank you for um, taking the time out to listen to this. I hope that I hope that you decide to uh, subscribe to this uh, podcast for just 99 cents a month. It's worth it because later on I'm also going to be uh, going through uh, the Fed uh, daily statement uh, and the regulation, uh, the re regulatory reports on uh, red reg report and also other things of that nature in regards to social security and stuff of that nature anyway um subscribe here and also do try to remember that sundays uh, uh leftist news and friday's leftist news 
will be on my uh, Slack network uh, Patreon uh, page. So that is uh, pa patreon.com slash all in all capitals uh, Slack network. Uh, I'll be posting that up there as well as any interviews I do conduct will also be going up there. So a lot more content will be going up there hopefully soon. And every uh, interview with MMPers, polit polit uh, political candidates, you name it, it'll be placed up there. It won't be placed on my YouTube channel. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, subscribe for 99 cents a month. Uh, subscribe to my Patreon.com slash Slack Network, all capitalized. That, that is between $1 to, is up to you with regards to I think tier, it's like between 20 to 50 um, but anyway, thanks for listening, and peace out for now. Support Paperboy uh, Love Prince for New York Mayor in 2021, uh, starting June 12th.